Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Alright, alright, alright. Hello everyone, today we're going to be talking about the financial do's and don'ts while at uni. It's just going to be me chatting and I'm really excited to get into this because this is something I feel like after I finished uni a light bulb went off my head and I was like, hold on, I could have done things differently the last three years but here we are. So I'm trying to educate those of you who are currently in uni or in the same position as me just leaving it and a little bit overwhelmed by the whole student loan situation and all of those kinds of things and I don't know just trying to bring awareness to a few things I thought about post-uni which would have been a bit helpful to remember while I was in uni. Um, So this is adding on to my university series I have another episode before this um, around just like my general experience at university how I found it what I studied and I guess a few things I thought about afterwards that affected my uni experience and some things I wish I had thought about pre-uni as well. So it's all just kind of my experience and things I've learned and I think it's important because so many of us go to uni and it does have that, I, I don't know, stigma around it as being a prestige qualification that you get or whatever and it's a big decision, you know, I don't think everyone should go to uni but the decision to go to uni is a big one because obviously that is a huge Um, financial investment um, and it's a lot of time out of your life so you know it's understandable that you would need to think a lot about that and it can be very stressful so that's just trying to help you make a decision I suppose. Um, Yeah let's get into it. What would one of my episodes be without a disclaimer? Obviously all of these thoughts and opinions are my own there's there's no wrong right way to go about it Um, but you know for me there would have been a more right way to go about it so that's what I'm trying to tell everyone about and I also missed out on fees freer by a year, um, which sucks, and I'm, I feel like I'll be salty about that forever, so I didn't get fees free, I paid for all three years I was in uni, and um, if you are currently, like, about to go to uni or whatever, make sure you jump on fees free and get it, um, but in saying that, don't let that be a motivator to go to uni, because I have already met so many people who decided to study using fees free, and then, you know, didn't do anything after that, because they actually didn't want to study in the first place, um, yeah, personally, I think it should be last year free, but hey, it's probably just because I didn't get the, the benefit, but that's all right, so anyway, with that said, um, let's jump into a few things that I thought initially. So the first thing I started thinking about when I decided I was going to go to uni was a student loan. And you know what, even though it's called a student loan, not once did it really pass through my head that it was an actual loan. I'm borrowing money from an external third party and I therefore have to pay it back plus interest possibly depending on my circumstances. But I just sort of went into it thinking, yeah, everyone has a student loan. You can die with a student loan. Like I'd literally say that. I'd be like, yeah, it's fine. No worries. Whatever. Student loan. Um, and lucky for me, what I wanted to do required me to go to uni, but had I have had that mindset and then gone to uni and come out with debt on the other side, having not needed to go to uni the whole time, um, that would be really annoying. So just another thing around that, it's important to realize that a student loan is a loan that you're taking out and I'm in 30k debt with mine, but you know what, that's actually pretty good compared to some people who move out of home, go to Dunners and 
you know, spend their time, uh, their money on rent or in the, hou- in the housing or whatever it is. So, you know, you want to make sure that you've thought about that decision long and hard and realize that you will be in debt coming out of it. There's no way you won't be unless you are fortunate enough to have someone to pay for it. But I doubt you'd be listening to this if that was the case. Um, and yeah. But yeah, anyone can apply for a student loan, um, any New Zealand resident or, and you have to have been a New Zealand resident for three years, I believe, to get the student loan. Um, and it's important, the process of getting the student loan I found to be a bloody nightmare. I just found it so confusing. And if you don't have people around you who have been through it before, like gone to uni, it's quite hard to figure out what to do because there's a lot of elements to it. So the best way that I found was to jump onto the StudyLink website. I think there's even a website through, yeah, the yeah StudyLink website, um, and it will give you all the lowdown on who can get it, where, how to how to apply, and those sorts of things. Because I can find that quite confusing. And take advantage of your university resources. You know, call their help desk, ask them. You know what to do. Call StudyLink. Those sorts of things. Um, because there's no harm in doing that, and it can be super confusing. But before you even go to uni, I think, if you're sitting in high school right now, and you know, you think, okay, I'm going to go to uni, I want to go to uni, I might want to go to uni, start saving for it before you even decide whether or not you're going to go, if I look back now, um, I've listened to a few stories about people who've studied, or like they've um, taken a couple of gap years, and then gone and studied, when they're, I don't know, 21 or 22, and they saved up a bit of money before going to uni and then were able to sort of pay towards their student loan as they were going, which I think is really productive and a good way of doing it um, and just helps this whole process be less overwhelming. Um, and, you know, as you're moving through it, you feel like you've, you're sort of under control and you come out of it with less of a student loan than the people around you as well. Um because I guess what makes me think that this is important is that I listened to a podcast episode recently where this chick was talking about how she saved before she went to uni to the point where when she left uni she had no student debt um, and therefore all the money she earned on that high wage that she was then getting because she had studied from the you know she got a job because she had studied whatever she studied in her degree getting her a high paycheck that sort of money was now going towards things like investing saving holidays you know overseas experiences instead of her student loan and you might think oh yeah it's all good it doesn't matter but every single time you put money towards a student loan overdraft debt whatever it is you're taking away from other experiences you could be having post uni like doing your OE um, you know investing in two thousand dollars worth Tesla shares or things that you would want to do or that you are doing you know putting towards a student loan takes away from those sorts of things that you're aiming for I think the overseas experience thing is really important for so many of us we want to travel overseas and if we do that after uni for example it's going to be that much harder when you're also trying to pay down a student loan which yeah sure you could leave it till the later li- your later life and you know pay for it then but like I said any money contributed to that is still taking away from whatever goals or things you want to do right now once you've finished uni to put that more in perspective for me I know I definitely want to do a big OE to Europe and all of those places eventually um and I'm paying 200 a month towards my student loan right now because that's sort of all I can really afford at the moment and that could be $200 extra towards 
flights or towards something else and I would therefore get to that goal faster but it's going to be half the time now because I'm trying to pay down student debt which half of it was unnecessary anyway and we'll get into that later um so yeah I'd say just you know think about what your goals are actually going to be post uni um even if you want to move out you know it makes those sorts of things so much harder as well so I touched on this briefly in the first uni episode but if your high school or you know your university offers you scholarships, whether it's whether it's the type of scholarships that you get before going to uni or throughout uni um, or internship scholarships or anything, go for them, research for them because, you know, you're being proactive and how many other people are out there being proactive, you know, probably not as many as you think. Um, and you may as well like it's no harm to you if you don't get it okay well you probably weren't going to go for them anyway but if you do first of all you feel fucking good about yourself and second it's going to help you along the way to get to those goals quicker to get rid of that student loan and I don't know just have a more easy I suppose time in uni um, which is important because uni can be pretty stressful for some people I had a part-time job all throughout uni I started working when I was probably like 16 or 17 But it amazed me that some people in uni didn't have part-time jobs. Now, I understand that I did a degree that's probably a bit more broad. If you're doing a more, I don't know, like a med degree or something to be a nurse or a lawyer, I know that is a lot more full-time study. I mean, anything can be full-time study, but, you know, you can make it work if you want to. So I would suggest if you can, getting a job, um just because obviously that's going to help you fund your nights out on the weekend, but it's also going to help you pay down any debt that you have um, and just make your overall, I suppose, living situation a lot better, a lot happier. Um, You'll feel like you'll be a part of a lot more things um, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, definitely recommend working. And as soon as you start working, sort out a budget where you know that once you've um, paid yourself and all those sorts of budgeting things I talk about in my free ebook and that kind of thing, once you've done all that, set aside some money to then pay to the IRD to pay down your student loan, even if it's honestly like $50 a month, whatever it is, as long as you're contributing, I think that's so good of you and so important to do because um, it will make a huge difference by the end of it and uni goes by so quick. So yeah, I suppose the main thing there is start contributing to your student loan as soon as you possibly can, like as soon as you get it and um, set up an automatic payment to the ID, which you can do through your MyIR account. Um, And if you're out of uni, definitely start doing that now as well. I only started doing that very recently, unfortunately for me. Now let's get into all the other add-ons that come with uni, which are so, so awesome at the time. But if you don't need them, they end up just being a debt trap. So the first one we're going to start with is course-related costs, which is a grand you can take out each year that you're in uni. So at the start of the year, they allow you to take out $1,000. You can take out half of it. You can take out a quarter of it. You can take out the whole thing. Um, It's basically just free money, as we used to say. Not really. I took it for a phone, a laptop, um, and some textbooks, um, which is another conversation we'll have very soon. But I did take it out for course-related costs. Um, I also took it out for a fucking trip to um, someplace in Africa, which didn't even end up happening because it was a big fuck around. And anyway, long story, but, you know, think about what you're contributing money to before you do it. I didn't end up even end up doing that. And yeah, the situation was just not okay. So um, yeah, make sure if you're contributing money to things, it's a commitment and you're actually going to make sure you get the value out of whatever you're paying for. 
I think a good way to think about this as well is, okay, so yeah, a grand a year, that's three grand total if you're doing a standard three-year degree, add on for whatever degree you're doing. Do you really need an extra 3K on top of your debt once you leave? Do you desperately need whatever it is you're going to buy with course-related costs? Okay, if it's a laptop, uh, like your laptop suddenly broke, or if it's a phone, okay, I get that. I totally get that. If it's funding, you know, those extra few drinks at the student bar on a Thursday night, if it's just a bit of a top up, you know, to make you feel a little bit more comfortable at the start of the uni year, do not take it out. Please do not because I made this mistake and yeah, you know, live while you're young, whatever. But I also just think it's just silly. Like you could just do without it Um, and 3K maybe at the time is like, oh yeah, whatever. I'll be able to pay 3K and down pretty easy. But yeah, you've actually also got another like 20 lots of three grand to pay down as well as that one lot of three grand. So, you know, you've got to remember it's not just three grand, it's actually 33 grand or 43 grand or whatever it's adding on top of. I'd also think, you know, how much is 3K worth to you right now? Would you happily fork out three grand for whatever it is you're going to pay for? Would you happily give away three grand right now? Would you happily save three grand right now? You know, how much money is that worth to you? Um, and what is that adding on to your loan? Textbooks. I feel like I struggled with this all throughout uni because some of the lecturers, they just don't want to be real with you, you know. They don't want to say they're unnecessary, even though they know that they are. So I would try and catch your lecturers one-on-one if you can. I know I went to AUT and you could just walk up to your lecturers and have chats, but I think some of the unis aren't like that. But whoever it is that's running the classes or whatever, just go up and have a quick chat and be like, look miss sir is this really necessary or am I wasting my money because I'm a poor uni student and I don't want to be fucked around here and just try and get the truth out of them because I feel like if it's one-on-one they'll be honest with you um because a lot of those textbooks just aren't necessary and again depends on what degree you're doing obviously I'm only speaking from my experience having done a bachelor of business so um yeah but I know that I bought a lot of textbooks secondhand AUT has a Facebook um page called like AUT textbook sell swap and trade which was so helpful I pretty much bought all of them on there for 50 bucks or less every time um made it really easy and you're just helping another student out who's trying to sell their textbooks and they're helping you out because you need that textbook um but again I would speak to my lecturers and make sure that those are actually necessary never buy them brand new unless of course you're using like the 2020 version which is always so annoying because you have to buy it brand new um, but usually if they're updating them that frequently I would assume that that textbook is is actually necessary um, and sometimes you can get away with using the few years prior if they're still relevant as well um, and I guess in a way textbooks can be a good motivation for you to actually do the readings or do the activities but for me I was so slack on readings like I don't think I did more than 10 readings throughout my whole uni career which is like the weekly paragraphs of the book you have to read Um, so yeah and that's just like me being honest I think you should definitely strive to do all the readings if you can but if you know you're someone who like just be honest with yourself. If you know you're someone who's probably just not going to do the readings and if you really need to do it, you can just go to the library and take the textbook out there, then just do that. You know, just be proactive and take the textbook out so that you don't need to pay for it and it's just easier. But also I'm the kind of person who liked to have something in front of me. I didn't like to rent it out. I just like to own it. So I don't know. It depends what you want, but definitely 
um, speak to your lecture, lecturers, check out um, your uni Facebook pages for cheap books. Um, Trade Me as well is a really good place. I bought a few off there and usually it's people who don't know about the Facebook pages so they don't um, rack up the prices like they do. Um, so yeah. Next thing let's talk about is living costs. So living costs, I think personally, is there to fit the purpose of someone who has moved out of home and while they're in uni, they can't afford to pay their rent fully and live. So they take out living costs to make sure that they can actually live. I lived at home through uni. I still live at home. And I took out the full living costs for a year and a half of my degree. So that's half of my degree. I took out living costs. I did not need to take this out. In fact, I really didn't need it. I worked part-time and I was, I'm a pretty hard worker so I would always try and pick up shifts where I could but for me I just wanted to live like that good life and have my living costs. I think I was earning something ridiculous like it might have been 500 and something dollars a week um, working a part-time job and that's just because I did heaps of shifts and took out living costs. It's like I did not need to live off that. You know I could have lived off half of that and it would have been all right but yeah I don't know I just think (laughs) yeah if you know deep down in yourself if you're sitting here right now thinking should I take living costs out or I have taken it out for the last like two years do I really need it you know in yourself like you know in yourself right now if you need it or not and if you don't stop it make a stop cancel it right now you do not need to add on that extra money oh my god um if you're eligible for the student allowance um then definitely get that because you don't need to pay that back to the government so so if you're eligible take advantage of those things you know use uni as a chance to take advantage of all of the free you know resources tools and things that you don't need to pay back in any form whether it's with your time or your money so me taking out living costs for half of my degree actually added on an extra $10,000 to my student debt. So I, leaving uni, would have had around dollars $24,000 of debt. Um, But because I took out living costs for that amount of time, it's added on an extra ten dollars And I know that some of my friends who took it out for the full time, it's added on an extra dollars So, you know, we spoke about three grand before. And if you're already thinking, uh, feeling unsure about that, then 10 grand is going to be very obvious for you. You're not going to get it unless, of course, you need it because it is bloody impossible to live out of home, have a good life and go to uni at the same time as in like financially. So I'm kind of talking about people who either, you know, they've got parents who help them out with money or um, they live at home and they're not paying rent or they're paying a very small amount of board. Um, then you know, you don't need to take out living costs majority of the time. Again, it's all your personal situation, so you just adapt it to what you're going through. But 10K, like, come on, that's just fucking stupid. And my original intentions, and I've heard of a few other girls who've messaged me saying they've done this, um, I was like, okay, I'm taking out the full 10 grand, I'm putting it in a high um, interest-bearing savings account, and I'm not taking it out till the end of uni, and then I'll pay back the 10K, um, and I'll have all the interest yeah okay well that didn't fucking work out whatsoever did it because I don't have the 10k and I've got no interest so you know even though I've always been someone who enjoys saving um and I 
I would say I'm a decent saver. Uh, I definitely didn't save all of that 10 grand and I wanted to enjoy my uni life and I have no regrets in doing that but I just think the important thing here is that it's possible to be educated on better ways of doing things a little bit more productive and just having the awareness because if you're aware that oh this is going to add 10k onto my degree but I'm happy with that then fuck go for your life I mean it's your debt it's your life so you do what you want but had I have known that was going to be the outcome would I have done it probably not because that's the whole reason I held off a year and a half in the first place was because I don't want to add on that money to my student loan but then I just sort of gave in um and maybe even if you do need to get it you don't have to take out the full uh, when I was there it was $130 I don't know what it's up to now but you don't need to take out the full thing so if you only need 90 just take out $90 a week you don't need to take out the full thing if you only need 50 take out 50 a week if say you have a special appointment that costs you $20 a week and you don't have the money to pay for that just take out $20 a week you know think about it practically like that what do you actually need because you will know in yourself what you need you don't need someone to tell you you know in yourself you're just going to make that decision and I think if you're quite a motivated person it could be a good idea to put that money into a high interest bearing account and get the interest from it but at this point in life with COVID-19 and everything interest rates are so low um, that it is not a good time for savers you know you'll be earning very little interest on your savings and I'm not suggesting that you do anything that I'm saying but I'm just saying you know the return is going to be very low and it's probably not even worth your time I definitely wouldn't be doing it if I was in uni right now anyway it's also just temptation isn't it like it's just the temptation of having the money there and when you're young and I'm still like this like I don't know I just feel you know money's attractive you want to go out and buy things you want to be the hottest chick in the fucking uni grounds you want to be the best looking dude that strolled the streets of the library but the thing is that doesn't mean shit and you should just um think respond you should just think about how you want to live outside of uni and just think look is it really worth it for 10 seconds of happiness no it's probably not shit I actually just double checked what the student living costs amount is and it's actually 230 so it wasn't even 130 230 dollars for a year and a half costs me 10k to my student loan it's just crazy and if and I've worked out here if I had have gotten out for the full time it would have cost me around 22,000 um which is just crazy thank god I only took it out for half the time but even that was just way too long for what I actually needed so as I said before I have a loan worth I suppose $30,000 which I am paying off at $200 a month at the moment and I'll try to pay lump sums where I can just because I used to like I said have that mindset that oh you can die with a student loan first of all I just think that's stupid you should try and pay it off and that's what I'm trying to do I try to add lump sums to it where I can um while also making sure I'm still living a life that makes me happy and investing in myself because sometimes you have to weigh up those sort of options you know but paying $200 per month to my student loan will take me 12 and a half years to pay to pay it all off so if I pay $200 a month keep doing that with no lump sums it's going to take me 12 and a half years I'll be 34 by that stage I'll be 34 you know, you can see how long-term the effects are of taking out living costs or just a student loan in general. And this is where I think that it's important for people to really start considering 
why they're going to uni and what they want to get out of it. Um, because I don't regret going to uni at all. I, like I said, really enjoyed uni and needed it for what I wanted to do. But I wish I was educated about my debt and what a student loan actually means before I went there. Because, yeah, the careers department is all gung-ho about telling you you should go to uni, you should study this, blah de blah blah But no, they're not going to tell you that, oh, well, it's actually going to cost you forty grand and you're going to have to pay that and with interest if you want to move overseas. So it's important to be educated about those kinds of things pre-doing stuff and that's why this kind of education is needed in schools, not by random girls starting podcasts. <laughs> it needs to be compulsory education for everyone because they just deserve to be aware, obviously. Um yeah, so other random hacks and things that can just get you at uni is spending money on food. I think I spent my money on a kebab and a Coke Zero pretty much every day of my uni career that I actually went into uni, um, which was always very quick, quick trip into uni. Because my uni at AUT, they don't record lecture, lectures, so you just had to go in, which I actually, looking back, that was the best. I'm so glad that that's how they did it, because... Um, all of my friends who had to spend weekends watching 14 lectures, I just was not jealous of that whatsoever. Um, but if I did go in and I was there through lunch, I would spend money on a kebab, I would sit there by myself, I'd watch a YouTube video. Uh, yeah, very sad life, wasn't it? No, <laughs> it was actually all good. But yeah, just spending money on things like that, regardless if it was cheap, you know, it'd be $7 for a kebab and $2 for a Coke Zero. $9 at the time, that's pretty good. But nine dollars three days a week for three years it's just kind of silly when I could have made something at home or had leftovers or you know bought something else that would have been more financially responsible I suppose in the long term and you can't meal prep all the time and um, sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's stressful and you're tired and you don't want to do it and that's totally fine but I think if you can make an effort to do it some of the time it will really help you in the long run if you are someone who would never usually do that anyway um, so just being smart about the food that you've already got at home and thinking okay well how can I work this into a meal or how can I come home between lectures or whatever um, and eat those sorts of things make sure you get your student concession on your hop card people do not miss out because you know as much as they're trying to tell everyone take public transport well it's bloody expensive it's actually not that cheap I reckon to jump on the train I don't know about the bus, but jump on the train. If you don't have a hop card, like at all, and you're trying to get into the city from where I live, it's $5 each way. It's a $10 round trip. And I might as well drive there and pay for parking. It would almost be as cheap as that, probably. So, yeah, make sure you issue a concession. Get your cheap fares um, and yeah, get on that because most of us, I assume, will be taking public transport if we're going to uni. Oh, I forget hop cards are only in Auckland, eh? I think, I don't know what, I know Wellington has another sort of version of that. But yeah, any other places, just get your student concessions for your public transport cards or whatever it is that you have um, where you live. Um, yes. So those are kind of the main things. And I know I sort of whizzed through that, but I tend to go on for ages. So I didn't want to, you know, ramble and bore everyone. Um, but those were some important tips that I I mean, not even tips, just experiences that I had that if I went back, I would probably change a little bit. Um, and so I suppose the main theme that I want everyone to take away from listening to this is just think, will it be worth it? Three grand, course related costs, will it be worth it? Or am I actually going to want to spend my money in other ways when I leave uni? Ten to $20,000 put onto my student loan for, you know, an extra few drinks on a night out for a cool outfit for R&V 
for whatever it is, whatever like silly reason like that it is, will it actually be worth it? Okay, one outfit maybe, but a whole new wardrobe, will that actually be worth it? No. I can tell you right now, it's not going to be. And you don't even need me to tell you that because you already know. So yeah, just think about it. Will it be worth it? What is three grand, 10 grand or 20 grand worth to me right now? Is that something I'm going to want to pay back in the future? Is that something I'm going to want to contribute to my OE and to find myself? Is that something I'm going to want to contribute to investing myself down the track, investing in something else to build my wealth up for the future? Start thinking about those things now because your future self will 100% thank you for it. The thing is, you know, these this knowledge comes through education around university, around financial literacy, around understanding money, how it works, how it grows, how it compounds, blah, blah, blah. But unfortunately, that education is coming through experience. And by the time we've experienced it, it's actually too late to change anything. And that is fine because, you know, we're not all the perfect financial whiz that's thinking about it all the time. I'm definitely not. But if we can be, then why shouldn't we? You know, if we can change our future to suit us better and to benefit what we want to do um, in the future, whether that's just saving for a family holiday or whatever it is, then why not get on top of that now? That's what I think anyway. So I hope this helped a few people or at least gave everyone a few more ideas of what they can do, what they can not do maybe. Um, if you have any others that you think I've missed that really helped you, definitely leave it in the comments on my Instagram at the one up project or message me and I can share it. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. My name is Sarah and I host this podcast. Um, I would really appreciate it if you're not already come and follow at the one up project on Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn. We also have an emailing list, which you can find it through the link in my bio. I've got a free ebook out at the moment all about the basics of money and financial literacy. It is called a free lunch because they say there's no such thing as a free lunch, but there is with me. Um, so download that because that's at no cost to you. And um, if you can, screenshot your screen, tag me, share this to your story. I'd love to get this kind of information out to more people and love hearing from you guys as well if you have any suggestions. So anyway, with that little plug said, I'll end it there. Thank you so much, guys. Have an amazing day, night, morning, wherever you are. Um, and I'll see you in the next episode. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project, and I'll catch you on the next one.